Somebody shared with me an article uh, online that uh, highlighted Springfield Catholic Bishop Thomas John Paprocki argues the morality mm, against the morality of state-imposed lockdowns. Uh, and I figured, why not uh, reach out to Bishop Thomas John Paprocki to talk about this? And uh, we also had over the weekend the nomination of Amy Coney Barrett to the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, who's a known practice or of the faith of the catholic faith uh, so we'll uh, get to that as well uh, but joining us right now he's known as the holy goalie at times uh bishop thomas john paprocki right here with wmay i'm greg bishop and chris murphy in the newsroom uh bishop how are you doing today i'm doing fine greg it's great to be with you and your listeners absolutely so um tell me about this uh, argument against the morality of state-imposed lockdowns well what i argue here is uh, the distinction between ordinary and extraordinary means. That was a distinction made by Pope Pius XII back in 1957, talking to Catholic physicians and anesthesiologists, and it's a principle we've used ever since when dealing, like, basically with end-of-life issues. You know, if someone's dying, do you have to use every possible means to keep that person alive, keeping them uh, hooked up to feeding tubes and, and uh, heart-lung machines and intravenous tubes and all that? And the answer is no. That's extraordinary. We believe also in natural death, so we don't have to take extraordinary means if there are undue burdens. If people are, if someone's dying, uh, you don't have to burden that person with with prolonging their their life. And so, I, I as I was thinking about that, I thought what we did was uh, in the last six months is really extraordinary. We're shutting everything down, you know, putting people out of work, telling them to stay home, uh, don't go to school, don't go to church, and uh, that's very extraordinary. And the word extraordinary kept coming back to me. And I, I remember this principle from Catholic medical ethics, and I thought, well, if it applies to individuals, shouldn't it apply to society as well? And uh, so that's where I, I make the application that I don't think that we have to do all these things that, that we've been doing that are extraordinary. Yes, we should take proper precautions, uh, like safe distancing, uh, but we should not necessarily have to impose these things. I, I use an analogy from... Um, from the fact that 35,000 people die every year in automobile accidents. And, uh, you know, so if we had an obligation to do everything possible to, to save every life and to prevent anyone from dying, we shouldn't get in our cars. We should shut our highways, you know, we, uh, but we don't do that we, because that's extraordinary. We have to get to work. We have to get to school. So we drive our cars, but we take ordinary precautions. We use seat belts. We have airbags. We follow the rules of the road. So that's basically my argument. Yes, we should do the ordinary things for protecting life, but we don't have to do the extraordinary things that are being mandated. During the time of the shutdowns, people couldn't go to church. Uh, and I remember watching uh, a press conference with the governor uh, just before Easter Sunday, and he had uh, state police with them, and they were talking about, you know, don't go to church. Um, that had to have done uh, quite a number on your parishioners. Uh, we're talking with Bishop Thomas John Paprocki, uh, Springfield Catholic Diocese here with WMAY. What were some of the things that you uh, you heard from your parishioners? Uh, and as far as uh, the, 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 I guess, the, the mental anguish that they may have been going through well there was a lot of anguish at that time in easter that, that whole holy week from palm sunday good friday holy saturday easter sunday that's our most holy week of of the year and to be basically told that you can't go to church during that time that was uh, just very difficult for me and my priests and deacons and for all of our lay people as well 
And uh, so what we did was uh, we, we did that in a sense uh, because we wanted to be good citizens. We wanted to cooperate. And we, we didn't know at that time how extensive or, or dangerous this uh, uh, coronavirus was. And so we were willing to take steps for the common good. But as time goes on, I think we were seeing after a couple of months saying, okay, we have to get back to church. Church, by its very nature, is an assembly of people. We come together, and particularly in the Catholic Church, it's receiving Holy Communion, which is is so important. We can't do that over TV. We've been live streaming our Masses. People have been praying, watching on on their uh, computer or TV screens, but that's not sufficient. We have to be in person, and so that's why uh, we're we're back in person. People are receiving the sacraments again, albeit using safe distancing. We've got like every other pew roped off, so it's a distance between people, and we're at about 25% capacity of our churches. So our people are back, and, and that's a good thing, but we're still uh, taking taking uh, precautions uh, at the present time. When people hear um, uh, your arguments against the morality of state-imposed lockdowns, what do you want them to take away from that? What I want them to take away from that is uh, if, if we are facing another surge or even a different kind of uh, virus, but a very serious one, that we have to think very carefully about locking everything down again. Israel announced, for example, a couple of weeks ago they were they were doing another lockdown because of another surge. And I, I think that um, we have to um, say that's not, not necessarily the right approach. I even heard Dr. Fauci interviewed on the radio this morning saying that, you know, we don't have to, he's not calling for any more lockdowns. He's, you know, we have to take safety precautions, the kind of precautions we've been taking with safe distancing, but washing your hands, you know, not touching your face uh, and, and things like that, uh, you know, taking the ordinary precautions, but uh, that we should not do another, another massive lockdown. Bishop Thomas John Paprocki joins us, and another element I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, is a national news story with Amy Coney Barrett being nominated to be the next Supreme Court justice uh, to replace uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who passed away. Um, and a lot of analysts, uh, Bishop, are saying that uh, the Catholic faith is going to be under the microscope here because of uh, Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, what are your thoughts about this, uh, given the, uh, the, the the political tensions that we've seen uh, across the country? Well, yes, her, her Catholic faith probably will be under the microscope, as, microscope as it was when she was nominated for uh, uh, to be a judge for the Seventh U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, based in Chicago. And uh, you know, back then, uh, Senator Dick Durbin uh, asked her a line of questioning. He said, "Do you consider yourself an Orthodox Catholic?" And she responded, "Well, if you're asking whether I take my faith seriously, I'm a faithful Catholic." And then Senator Dianne Feinstein of California also asked Judge Barrett, she said, uh, I think in your case, Professor, when you read your speeches, the conclusion one draws is that dogma lives very loudly in you, and that's a concern. Well, it's a concern to me and a lot of people that we even have this line of questioning or comments like that in a confirmation hearing, because the United States Constitution, Article 6, Clause 3, says no religious test shall ever be required as a qualification to any office or public trust under the United States. I think they shouldn't even be asking these questions. Her faith is not germane uh, to her, her role as a judge. Her, her beliefs about moral issues, yes, because moral issues are also often transformed uh, into law as they should be, 
Um, but what, what her, her particular religion is or her faith is, that's, I think that's, that kind of question is completely out of line. We're talking with Bishop Thomas John Paprocki, Springfield Catholic Diocese here with WMAY. I'm Greg Bishop. No relation. <laughs> uh, but uh, Chris Murphy standing by in the newsroom with a question. Bishop, good morning to you. Listen, I, I had the uh, I had the pleasure of interviewing Ken Leonard last week, and he had uh, well, actually a couple weeks ago, I guess, and he had made a statement about uh, being careful that we're not led by sheep with some of these coronavirus restrictions. You know what? What do you think about that comment? And is that something that we have to be afraid of? Well, I think that uh, you know, I, uh, Coach Leonard is bringing up a very good point, and uh, I'm. I'm hundred percent behind Coach Leonard and his efforts to get us uh, get our children back to playing sports again. I think uh, this is an example where uh, the, the lockdowns have just gone too far. Our Catholic schools are are open again. We have our children back at school. We're taking safety precautions, and you know we've been doing that for about a month, over a month now, and it's going pretty well. I I really think we should be able to get our our children back out there and the athletic field and playing sports, taking proper precautions, but. You know, young people need to be active. They need to be doing things. Uh, they're more concerned about health. They're, they're first of all, they're not uh, carriers of, of very, uh, and they don't ter- seriously get sick. But they don't carry the disease as much as older people uh, seem to do, apparently. And uh, you know, so I, I think for them, also for their health and their well-being, I think they need to get be back out there and and engaging in things that they need to do as part of their normal development. What's your reaction to the governor uh, and his uh, administration uh, seeming to be offended by it, uh, as, as Coach Leonard seemed to reference uh, Nazi Germany, for instance, and uh, you know dictators of that sort? Um, is that is that going too far? Well, yeah, I, I think that that kind of hyperbole is uh, a little bit overblown. I wouldn't I wouldn't make that comparison. I think it does raise some uh, questions about the authority of what uh, what the governor is doing. Uh, Measures in other states have been struck down. The, the governor's stay-at-home orders in Wisconsin was struck down by the Wisconsin Supreme Court, and uh, uh, orders in uh, Kentucky were struck down by the courts too. So I think that when these uh, some of these questions go to the courts, uh, the courts are saying that we have rights uh, according to the Constitution of the United States and the Bill of Rights, and no governor can simply just say, well, "No, I'm not suspending these rights. You can't go to church, and we have we have the free exercise of religion." No, no governor can can say yeah, I'm suspending that right until this virus goes away. So, uh, you know, I think there are real concerns here, uh, avoiding any hyperbole or, or anything like that uh, of, of criticism. But I think there's some real legal and constitutional concerns about what the uh, what uh, Governor Pritzker is doing. Finally, Bishop, the the most important question I have in the morning right now, you know, being a lifelong Minnesota North Star fan, can the stars come back too straight and win the cup? That's what I want to know. Well, it's 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 possible. It could be done, but uh, actually, this is, it just seems very weird having Stanley Cup playoffs here at the end of September. Um, my focus is on my White Sox. Uh, they've had a great season, and they're going to the playoffs, so I'm, I'm pulling for them right now. When's the next time you're going to be uh, getting on the uh, ice uh, as the holy goalie? Well, you know, where things are uh, kind of up in the air on that, I was just talking to some of my hockey buddies, and uh, we're actually hoping to get on, on the ice uh, sometime this week. But uh, we can't scrimmage and we can't have any contact, so I'll just I have to be content with them taking some shots at me, I guess. But I'm used to having people take shots at me. Bishop Thomas John Paprocki, greatly appreciate your time. I will definitely connect with you again in the near future, all right? All right, thank you.